Hi everyone, welcome to our next podcast here with Musical Movements. We are at Beverage Boutique by Hey Bartender here in Ryslip. And the next topic that we're going to touch up on, I think not just us, but all DJs um, are going to be touching up on, is about Sound Limiter. So I'm here with um, Nanesh, who is DJ Rugrat, myself, Ash Sincere. Um, Rugrat, what do you think about sound limiters? That's, what, that's, you know that, what? that's how I'm going to start it. I would say it's perhaps one of the most dreaded topics with, with any DJ. And um, one of, perhaps one of the most concerning elements for many clients that I talk to, I think um, naturally, you know, a sound limiter can cause problems for, for many clients. It can definitely cause some concern. But if I'm honest with you, for, for me, I'm all right with sound limiters. Personally, I know it's not the, kind of <laughs> the ideal thing to, to have. So I guess, I guess to make um, to start with, I perhaps should at least we should break it down. What what yeah. is a sound limiter, right? Because I'm sure many people are listening to this podcast and are probably thinking, what is a sound limiter? Because naturally, when you book a venue, perhaps one of the things that is overlooked is um, is is a sound limiter. So essentially, yeah. what a sound limiter is, it's something that stops you from exceeding a certain volume. So if you're doing a, an event um, and <clears throat> there's a sort of, there's, there's different sound limiters that can be installed within your venues, which we'll get to. Um, but essentially what it means is that your sound is restricted. So you can't exceed a certain level and there's various reasons why people have a sound limiter installed in their venues. Yeah, so I guess we can start with, this, again, this conversation is going to go many directions. <laughs> I know this is very, very up and down. I guess we can perhaps start with, you know, why? Why do you venues have sound limiters? Um, I mean, personally, I think one of the main reasons is I think a lot of DJs before used to big bring, you know, so much bass, so much speakers, and it probably used to cause problems, you know. Hotels, you know, there's probably guests there, probably sleeping or doing whatever, and you just hear this thumping sound going on. So they probably made some complaints, and then eventually that's probably something they put in place. But it's not just hotels. I mean, you know, manor houses and yeah. country clubs or wherever you're DJing, you've got a lot of, you know, residential people around the area. Yeah. You've got maybe the owner of the place that lives there and they've put it in place. But, I mean, some venues are not too bad. Some venues are actually okay. You can get away with, 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 with good sound. But then there's, there's other venues where it's really, really low. You know, where like I was talking to Shrey earlier, you know, you can talk to the person next to you on the dance floor while the music's on, while the party's going on. And I think that sort of sometimes kills the mood, if you think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, as you mentioned, you know, you've got hotels. Naturally, because of the residents that are booking hotel rooms, the last thing that they want to do is have extortionate sound levels distracting them or waking up children, for, for example. Um, so that's obviously one reason why someone would have a sound limiter installed. The council are quite strict within specific venues and, and um, noise pollution as such and, yeah. and residential but I actually find I find that some of the venues that I'm playing in the middle of nowhere they've also got sound limits and, yeah. and let's be real the reality of sound limits is gonna I can see things you know it becoming more essential or becoming more of a thing if, if anything I, I've never heard of a venue that said oh actually we no longer have a sound limit yeah. if anything we're hearing about venues having a sound limit installed another venue having a sound limit and I guess each venue naturally it, it will kind of vary and i think the, the biggest factors involved are the amount of guests you're expecting so yeah. you know if you're having a a, um, a wedding based on 300 people and you have a sound limiter, it's going to be a lot more sensitive 
than having 100 people within that same room. Yeah, you're right. And I think that, that's one of the very important factors. And it's also, it's also quite interesting to note that, you know, there, there's a lot of DJs that really are anti-sound emitters, but the reality is, I guess, we have to learn how to work with it. And for, in my experience of playing with venues that have sound emitters, I still find that it works. And I'm, I, I like to think it's based on the music still that's played and I'm not judged just on the volume of the, of the system. And sometimes, again, the appropriate balance of, have, of speakers, you know, it varies based on DJs. Yeah. Like me and you, we already know where we stand on this. So we're totally different. We're totally opposite <laughs> in, this, in sound. And like for me, what I find suitable for me, Ash will find something more, more suitable for him. And I guess naturally with each DJ, it's always going to be the case. But I, I'm actually not necessarily a fan of having, like, for example, so many bass bins. Yeah. Like in the nightclub atmosphere, etc., I'm, I'm okay with that. For a wedding, blowing away people with a bass bin right next to the, the tables. <laughs> that, and sometimes with a floor plan, we're positioned where we are without a sound limiter, people get excited. And yeah. if we're not constrained or restricted, then the likelihood is the volumes are going to be excessive in many occasions, not all. But I know DJs that show up with, you know, six basements and two tops or something for a venue that hundred people. It. it doesn't need it. No, it doesn't need it. But I think that's where it's killed it. So I think that's where, we're, where most DJs have come in with so much sound system when they don't need it. And that's what's triggered this, this sound. Because there's, there's so many good venues out there that didn't have a sound limit before. And you, you, you know what you need to bring in there. But nowadays, I mean, you know, people are bringing so much stuff and that's what's triggered it. And now... 75% I think venues now do have a sound email. I think it's just really just the hotels that, that don't, like your, maybe your Marriott's and your Hilton's and, you know, Ramada, those ones. I think they're the ones that don't really have the sound emails. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of venues don't have them, but they have someone on, on the day that's kind of monitoring the volume and they have a kind of um, a sound reader and kind of advise you and say, look, if the music's too loud at a certain point, then please put it lower, etc. Yeah. But I guess what it comes down to is each of the venues individually have to be kind of respect to that capacity yeah because i know a lot of people that have a system of trying to bypass and um trying to work on that basis yeah. and you know some of the venues that we have to sign contracts with when we go there to say we adhere by the sort of policies etc i think it can be disheartening when you have m people in the audience saying can you play the music louder etc that can actually be slightly disheartening um but I guess it's a case of kind of just working with the venue because if anything, you can't really, no. you, you haven't really got a choice. There's right? not much you can do, no. I mean, have you come across a lot of a lot of people coming up to you saying, turn it up, turn it up? I wouldn't say many, but I've definitely experienced people come up to me at, at, at some venues. And I think, to be honest with you, if, if it's kind of explained, because how do you explain what a sound limit is to someone that is there as a guest? Because... The sound limiter, some of the limiters are not just based on the music. It's based on, for example, a door player. Yeah. That can trigger it off. The yeah. audience um, making noise at a specific time frame, like that whole traffic light system. If it's red for three seconds or something, it then powers off every power plant every power where the DJ is set yeah. up. Just the lights, everything. Screens, LED wall, everything. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is definitely difficult because I can tell you that that's the, as a sound limiter, one of the scariest thing for a dj when the when the power's cut because it makes us look really bad yeah firstly secondly it's quite difficult to get everything back up restarted etc it's not, easy. It's not yeah. easy i th I prefer the compressors because there is there is compressors yeah and if, if anything I'm, I'm surprised that there's not some group or like um, a, a regulation system of, of yeah 
basically going through the venues, sound uh, limiters, and figuring out the best way to cause as least problems as possible. Because for all venues that have a sound limiter, they should be taking into consideration the potential damage it can cause for their party. And I think it's something that can be, can be resolved realistically. Yeah. Right? Because some venues have a fixed sound system which you have to use. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's, that's, that's fine, no problem. That works, that point, yeah. Right? Sometimes it works, but what happens if someone's not there from the venue and something not working and because the venue has a sound system, we haven't brought the sound system with us. And I've been in, in that situation before. Yeah. Um, I like to sometimes just take speakers extra with me in my van so that we've got something that even if I know the venue has equipment, just as a kind of precaution. Because I think, again, one, one thing I'm always concerned about is if we show up, it's still ultimately, the reflection will always be on the DJ. People won't think about, oh, the sound limiter, that was the issue, not, not the DJ. They'll be like, the yeah. DJ wasn't good or the volume cut off. And some venues, if you open the door, the sound limit is cut off. Yeah, that, that's it true. It triggers off the powers as well. Yeah, no, that's true. What, what I haven't understood was like, so when you go to clubs, there's no sound limiter. There's maybe people living upstairs. But then when you go to a wedding, there's a sound limiter, but there's no one around. It's true. It's, I, I, mean, ne- I, I, never got, I never got that because I think to myself, there's so many bars and clubs out there. As soon as you open the door, it is blaring with music, with bass, with speakers, lights going crazy. But then you've got so many venues that have got sound limiters and you've got nothing around the surroundings. I just don't understand no, that's true. That, that, I, that concept, really. I, I imagine, that, yeah, it's true. I think someone made it difficult for, for the venues. For them to enforce such difficult kind of restrictions in regards to the sound limiters and finishing, you know, for example, at 11 o'clock, I think it's all to do with, obviously, the noise pollution as people are exiting um, or leaving. But I guess, you know, you would have kind of expected it to, to, to have some sort of lenience between a certain time frame. Because like a nightclub, like I said, we know how loud nightclubs can be. Yeah. But I guess they... I guess the licensing must be completely different on the basis of that as well. Yeah, that's true. Sure. Well, like I said, I think for me, I think, you know, the sound limit is why, part, partly why I am not so much against sound limiters is because of the damage it can cause the DJs or the audience there. Like for someone, I suffer from tinnitus. So I have ringing in my ears all the time. So I wear earplugs. And if I'm at a venue that has a sound limit, I know that the volume can't be pushed to a certain level. I know that the likelihood of me going home that evening with my ears ringing is, is less likely than me being in a nightclub. But as I said, for me, I wear earplugs and I would advise any DJs. Do you wear earplugs actually? I, I don't. I've never tried them. No, I've, got a, I've got a pair. I just haven't opened it. I've I would suggest it. to get the custom, like get them custom fitted. They, they, they fit quite nicely. You get a little bit of time to get used to, but the next day feel fresh yeah like i think for me anyway for for any dj my advice is to look after your hearing yeah because no, i think that's, naturally that's... with all of them bass bins and all yeah, of that, yeah, that yeah. Sound. obviously i love my, obviously i love my sound system i love to be a bit bassy and, and and the speakers because for me it makes up i mean yeah i mean the music like you said before the music you play makes the party but i just needed to sound good so obviously everyone that dance was obviously enjoying themselves you know going crazy having a good time so like I said, yeah, we're, we're totally opposite on that. You prefer yeah. the volume to be a bit, just slightly mm-hmm. lower, where in my case, maybe some of the other guys as well, they may want it a bit, they want it a bit louder. I can understand, like, naturally why, why people would want it louder. I guess if you had, it, if you had a choice, you'd rather have no restriction than restriction, yeah. right? And I think, um, but I think what I found is a lot of my clients, they, they get worried about particular venues. And I have to kind of reassure them that, look, I've played at this venue or our DJs have played here. 
it's not necessarily a concern. I think, yes, it's something to note and it's something that we will be precautious of and something that we will work with. Yeah. But I don't think it drastically changes the party. No. I still feel not like the music still works. Like a lot of the parties I do, again, they, I feel like they, they're, they're still dope. Yeah. Do you get a lot of the clients coming up to you saying, I mean, they, they sometimes ask me as well, they're saying, I've booked a venue, but I've just recently found out that they've got a sound limiter. What do I do? You know, yeah. I mean, what, what do you normally do? Yeah, in, in I, I have many clients that literally do the same thing. Like most of the people that probably book their venue don't even know if they've got a sound limiter. Yeah. That's, that's the reality. Like, until we they, know they until do. They get there. Yeah. Some of them don't know about it and some of them have a bad experience of heard bad things about it because there's many DJs that have had bad experiences. There's many DJs that have good experiences. Yeah. And I think the key is to understand how to work with the venue and, and basically work with it opposed to working against it. So like there's numerous venues that I know that we're preferred suppliers of because we work with them, we work with their system and all of the wedding that we do there, we, we have no issues. No. And as a result of that, the, the, the possibility of, you know, power cuts or um, something triggering off, it, it, it's possible. It's unlikely, and I guess having that kind of conversation with bride and groom prior to that event, just to kind of keep them on the same page, is, is, is important. Yeah. And I think it would be good, you know, for, for, some, for somehow for venues to kind of have a system where it's easier for DJs to read. Because the reality is, for DJs that are not well experienced enough to understand Sandham, is they will struggle. And if yeah. they do something wrong and the power cuts off, they don't know what to do. No. And that's why they've had a negative um, kind of experience with it and i think then naturally when they're speaking to someone else there's kind of they're saying certain things because people will call me and say oh i spoke to this company that said xyz and when they speak to me then i kind of got a different opinion on it but i guess it kind of comes down to personal personal experiences no that's true i mean there's like you said about traffic light system i mean there's there's times where these are at a wedding the music's within level but then the crowd are shouting right. so much from the music that you know or the song you've certainly played and they've gone crazy and then it's gone off. And then, like you said before, there's no one there to reset it or nothing like that. So it's a case of like running around, trying to find the reset, but the reset button doesn't work. You've got to go elsewhere and right. turn it back on again and things like that. I found that annoying. Have you have Yeah, you no, I, I agree with you. So usually when we have a team, so it, it's funny because some of the venues, when they have a sound limiter, they either have that traffic light system somewhere where, where we can see it, or sometimes we can't see it. So I try my best to tell the team that, that's with me to keep your eye on it and if i'm going a little bit louder at any point Much let me know but i also make note if the audience are making a lot of noise then i bring the volume lower on the song so that i try my best to balance it between there but it's also based on what equipment i bring so if i know that a venue has a sound limiter i'll bring two tops and i try not to push any more than that maybe four tops and distribute the sound or hit the speakers in other places or something like that but definitely then i'll avoid bass bins for example yeah. You've got to actually help yourself. But if you've got bass bins yeah. and you've got tops <laughs> and you're in a place that's got a sign limit that's, that's relatively sensitive, it can be hard. Although, in my opinion, I would always much prefer you know, a venue to kind of just work with us opposed to kind of just saying, look, this is it, this is the restriction. Because sometimes sign limits can be temperamental. Yeah. And that's the reality because it's not our sign limit. So we don't know exactly how to work with it all the time. And sometimes it's, um, it, it can be... It can be a little bad at, at times. That's, that's the honest truth of it. So again, yeah. I'm not trying to scare anyone that's getting venue that has a sign limit. But these kind of questions, it, sh it should be noted that you kind of got scenarios around working with it and, and understanding what happens if it does cut off, and um, and having sometimes staff on site to assist with it or a phone number that's provided to the DJ so that the DJ knows if something was to go wrong here, 
um, and the reset button, for example, doesn't work, then they've got a number that they can call. Yeah. And a lot of the venues that I work with, they're, they're like that. They're quite easy to deal with. They say, look, if you have a problem, call us. But majority of the places we work with, we don't have problems, which is good. Makes our life easier. But then again, there's so many new venues that I still play at. Even to this day, every other week can still be different places. Or When you would have thought, how many places do we play at week in, week out, and we're still playing at new places in London. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to take this opportunity to plug Beverage Boutique. They have made me a old-fashioned cocktail with no alcohol, so it's a mocktail. Being January, which is the current month we're in, I'm not too sure when this podcast will be released. <laughs> it's uh, currently trying to do this whole dry January thing. Yeah. How do you find dry January? Because I, I mean, juice you I mean, I'll be, yeah, I'm having a juice. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I've been asked to do it, but I haven't. Um, I've thought about it for about two seconds, and then it's just gone out the other ear. Yeah. So I've, I'll, it's, it's difficult to do. Can't. I don't know about that. I think it's. Um, I think January generally is quite is drier than usual. Right? December's pretty much more manic. So I think January everywhere. I think like like in for us wedding scene. I think even the bars. I think most bars sort of struggle or they have less capacity of people in there because people either don't have no money or they just want to relax or chill out or they're doing the dry January. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, January is a tough month. Even yeah, Feb, yeah. I think even touching Feb is it's not that easy either. But then mm. I think things seem to pick up after the end of the month. Hopefully so. I think that's what I'm saying with this whole new uh, variant and thing like that. How I know. It's kind of been quite temperamental. I mean, you know, we definitely will do a podcast based on, on COVID and, and uh, the effects it's had on, on clients um, and quite, a quite detailed one because I think a lot of the bride and grooms are kind of in uncertain times where they don't know what to do. So they don't know whether to pursue the event or whether to delay it or to push it back. They don't know whether there'll be restrictions. Although things are shaping, I would say, better yeah. in the way... Things are looking in regards to uh, restrictions. Uh, it looks promising. Um, There's no announcement yet. No. So Boris, leave it as it is. Just, <laughs> just, <Please. laughs> just, just control it. Don't, 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 don't put no um, like don't don't cut nothing off basically. Yeah. So There's it was difficult. It was difficult. It was a, yeah. It was a hard year. It was a, it was hard a very year. hard year. I think it was more than a year, wasn't it? A year and a Literally. Even a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. So it I was... just remember that time when there was like that, that announcement come lifted where you can do events for 30 people or up yeah. to 30 people. And then when I was going to DJ for events like that, it was more nerve wracking because when you're playing to less people, it's harder. Yeah. Because playing to more people is easier. But um, I remember that some of the first few events I was doing, it's like you're, you're a DJ, right? <laughs> you're getting booked to DJ, but you're being told no one can dance. No one can so dance. You're thinking, what am I doing here? Yeah. Why am I booked to play music? And I kind of not expecting anyone to dance and then you're thinking do i need to wear a mask and for me if i wear a mask i don't really know what i'm doing i lose kind of i just go in like brain dead basically i sometimes yeah. can't think what i'm doing it's, it's pretty strange it's like <laughs> something just comes over me and I'm, I'm just don't know what i'm doing yeah i mean i did i think i did a couple i think i did two maybe three weddings during the, the restriction of 30 people so like you said you know the same thing i mean they they had the wedding ceremony and they had like a, a dinner like mm. it, again it was and and, and they, they booked DJ which is fine great but there's no dancing so it's just yeah. a case and it was if the, it was everything running to an actual reception itinerary entrance speeches cake like blah 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 but there's just no dancing yeah so it was just it was a bit weird that one but even for doing like a lot of these weddings at home in people's gardens and stuff like that yeah that's pretty cool because yeah. I saw some incredible houses yeah like this whole year actually I've, I felt like I've done so many weddings in people's gardens or marquees or in their houses. 
And I kind of just looked at their houses thinking, wow, this well, is mad. Yeah, this is cr- Why not just do the wedding here? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> in in many money. cases, you know, if you can get married at home in your garden and you've got that much space, then... Yeah, you're going to have some... Na- then you're gonna, probably going to have some neighbours who are not going to talk to you. Invite them. The sound. Invite them to the no, party. No, to the got... sound. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if I come. That's why we need a bit of silent. Yeah, you're not going to get a silent right in there. Yeah, it was a tough year, but... We get we we got through well. This this year's yeah, been busy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. so last year was bit was really busy for all of us. So I think we've done X amount. Of, we've done so many bookings, but obviously, yeah, this variant now is obviously. Yeah, I, I mean, like I was saying, it's literally. If you remember that like, that whole period of time, we were just doing like live feeds at home. Yeah. This, this time last year on on New Year's Eve, I remember being in bed at like nine o'clock, and um, showing my eggs there, wasn't it? So. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally in bed at nine o'clock. I had COVID. I was pretty much a mess. And then um, this this New Year's Eve gone, I was back out again. And I was thinking, wow, this was crazy, man. Yeah. Like being back out. It felt like such a, a long time in being in a nightclub. Uh, How was it? How moment. did it feel? Yeah. Because you haven't done clubs in a while, right? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last club I've done was in, um, i done a student union party in, I think it was in Northampton. Um, but this was the first club I've done in a long time in London. And it was, it was actually kind of just like the same, man. Same, yeah. The sound system was just vibrating loud. Yeah. Kind of people everywhere. But the good thing is, I guess I just had the DJ booth, so I was kind of just there, done my set. And In your own zone, on, yeah. On my own zone and gone. But interesting to see what people are reacting to now. Yeah. With the, with the new music. So, yeah, no, definitely definitely a lot of fun, man. But see, that kind of clubs, without earplugs, I don't know how people will like, deal Survive. with it man it's yeah. just like loud bam 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 i can tell you years of loud music will take your state eventually yeah i mean i haven't done bars and clubs I, mean, I still do them but not as many as i used to do before but i remember the sound system stuff used to be so crazy then um but obviously nowadays i mean i haven't really experienced it much because my news was a bit different i had a bit of a, a mellow one which was great i was at kanishka in mayfair great restaurant by the way um so it was nice and mellow normally compared to full-on people going crazy mm. drinks getting thrown around but, but that's good. nice that's what i mean it was I a think, good feeling know, it was great yeah like i would love to do that again like it was so so good next so, year we can swap yeah yeah definitely Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it we'll talk about it yeah but it was great it was good new year so um it was a bit weird didn't it because really the strange part was nobody actually knew whether an event was going to happen no until about that week beforehand on after boxing day on the 27th it's kind of where everyone's watching the news, waiting to see what's happening. Like we managed to still get so many people in the club or in venues within that window, but it was quite a, a difficult window because we didn't really know where we were standing. Really, no. I didn't know what I was going to be doing up until that. Literally, those, those days. I don't think anyone knew. Yeah, I mean, I was the same. I mean, I don't normally take on anything on Christmas Eve. I generally yeah. don't. And I thought to myself, I may not be playing New Year's Eve, so I thought I'll take something on Christmas Eve, and I did take something on. And then realised a few days later that New Year's Eve was going to happen. So then I had... Well, you've done a lot of Christmas parties as well, actually. I this did year. loads. So how was that? How yeah, did it was you find good. That? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, corporate events. I love it because, you know, it's sometimes it's the songs that you don't get to play. Right. You know, like your Cheese, Pop, your Abba, Spice Girls and stuff like that. You don't really get to play it all the time. Because when we go to weddings, it's normally Bollywood, right. R&B. So I love December. You know, I love playing that Pop Cheese stuff. So it was good. It was good. Busy month. I mean, still had a lot of cancellations, but it was busy. It was good. Yeah, I've actually had a few postponements from December to February. So hopefully they still kind of go ahead. I think this year is probably going to be, from, from what things are looking like, the busiest year. Because literally from the beginning of last year, 
and how quiet things were to how busy it went. We, we found ourselves doing weddings like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, many of the weekdays and, um, and in people's houses, etc. I think next year or this year even, it's, it's, it's looking looking crazy. Yeah, even a lot of weekday stuff, isn't it? Yeah, so many more weekdays. But again, no it makes available. sense if you think about it. If a venue's already booked and um, you know you, you don't have the availability to get get a venue on a weekend, um, but you've got the scope to plan one one year in advance on a weekday. Yeah. You're gonna get the venue at a fraction of the price. That's true. And I didn't realize the the, the price difference between it all until I a couple like of half. the guys, it's, it's crazy. Which is half, isn't it? Well, one of the venues I know was like a good, yeah, literally was, was literally half. half. Which I understand because technically on a Tuesday, the venue's not gonna be the venue's gonna be used they anyway. Well yeah, make, so in make a way, use of it. and it's great for supplies and stuff. And obviously, they don't get to cancel their wedding. They still get to do their wedding, which they wanted to do. Yeah. And then maybe they might just have limited numbers, limited people that will come, but. They'll just have the people they want there, really. Yeah. Well, that's, that's another thing to actually to note is I guess that people are not just inviting everyone anymore as well. No. They're kind of becoming more and more intimate. Intimate. So, like, I'm, I'm doing a lot more wedding recently, more so based between 100 and 200 people. Same. Yeah. yeah it's the same. I think most people are anyway. I yeah. Mean, that, that, I think that four or 500 people thing is now, it's, it's sort of dying down now. People do, like, a pre-party, like a men's party, invite majority of the guests that they're not going to invite for the yeah. reception for example and kind of split things up like that which i guess makes sense in many ways because if you're inviting people like for example are, are not necessarily keen on partying etc yeah. then perhaps to do something that's more seated more kind of food based and then invite a young audience for the more party yeah. side of things and yeah I, I can again i can see that becoming more of a popular thing because we're, we're already seeing it now the reception parties i tend to see they're, they're a lot younger yeah there is it is though, it's, it's mostly the younger crowd. I mean, don't get me wrong, you do get the older generation still mm. dancing and partying, but the majority of the parties we're doing is, 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 is the youngsters, yeah. sort of Western, so, um, but it's good. Yeah, coming back to the sound of England. Yeah, sound of England. <laughs> yeah as I said, I think my advice to, to anyone that's actually getting married at a venue and are unsure about the sound of is to speak to the DJ, speak to the teams, you know, even if you want to reach out to speak to any of our guys, um, you're welcome to because we, we will happily help you or give you our advice and our opinions sound are here to stay and that's the reality it's not going to go anywhere we have to work with yeah, it yeah, work with and it. um and, and and you can work with it i guess yeah well you have to yeah there's there's, there's no choice but we'll obviously reassure you that you know the part will be great everything will be fine if you book one of our djs yeah yeah if you book one of our <laughs> <laughs> shameless little plug there yeah <laughs> No, I think honestly speaking, that you know, there's, there's many companies out there that understand sound image. There's been DJ companies that in, in venues for years. So I think, you know, I think one of the most things, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, is people that ask me the most kind of worrying or concerning question is is regarding sound image. Yeah, that is the main concern. Once a venue is booked, the next question is, oh, are you aware of this sound image? And then you got to sign all these contracts and all of the paperwork associated with it with venues, but. I imagine for a bride and groom perspective, it's quite a daunting experience because they're going to be like, oh, I didn't know this. and Something no one really thinks about, right? Yeah, th no, they don't because they, they don't really know about it, really. Like, like I said, mm. when they book a venue, we know the venue because we've obviously played there, right. but they don't know. And there's another question that they, they also ask us as well is when they know about the San Limeo and they, they, they're, they're aware of it, the thing that they ask me, which I can never answer, is, yeah, but how loud will it be? Yeah. You explain to me how loud it would be. How do you explain how loud it's it would true. be? It's, it's so difficult to explain how loud it would be. Like, it's true. It's how, true. How, how loud do you answer it, that question? You, I guess it's loud enough, right? Yeah. 
it's got it's got to be you're going to maximize the, the volume as you can as much as you can and i think as long I, as it's as long as the speeches etc can be heard like even the background music yeah the party elements obviously is definitely important but i guess i think it's um yeah some of the venue silent was no drama you can it's just like normal right it's yeah. like even if you didn't have a restriction in regard to the sound you're unlikely to exceed a specific volume and i think others others different the only way you can probably do it is tell them to go to the venue and put the speakers on and and, and, and wait in the room and you wait hear in the room it. and see and just when it gets to red you know that's that's then you know where it is. but then if you do that and the two people in the room it's, it's empty gonna be room. loud it's empty room if you go yeah. in the room with 300 people it's totally different yeah it's totally different anyway i think it's an interesting topic to kind of just uh, just to discuss really it's, yeah it's, it's definitely been a concern as i mentioned and the question asked so hopefully we've we've touched enough on uh touched enough on uh on side limiters and if anyone else has any questions regarding it holla brilliant so this is end of session of sound limiter um again if you have any questions any feedback any comments please do so um but apart from that my name is ash sincere we'll catch you for the next episode thank, thank you, you.